So we have handouts here. Congratulations. So I don't have a card yet. I asked for Okay. So, let's talk a little bit about cards. There are two, primarily two different cards that are in use today. And, and this is pure personal preference. I like the look of this one better. It is, yeah. Uh, this is the newer one. What is the difference between them? The big difference uh, is that this one says among your prerequisites you're to have completed a basic staff training course uh, in adventurers or pathfinders. And so if you're working with adventurers or pathfinders this card is very 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 adequate. The big difference is this one adds youth ministries. So if you're not so if you're not going to be getting uh, a basic staff training from youth ministries, either card will work. And the other difference is there's a couple each. They corrected a typo in this one from here and put in a different one. Uh, you know, it says youth ministries. So, it, good question. And, and I don't have an answer on that one. Um, but you can, the Pathfinder, uh, I believe at the Adventurer Leader Shops in Michigan, over a period of, I think, two years, you can get all of it. If you go two consecutive years, I think they offer like a Part A and Part B. So you can start with B and get A the next year, or... Yeah, how many years so in between? They always start and then get busy doing everything. And then they make the repeat. Yeah, yeah. How many years now? Okay. I think, I believe the card says three years. Yes. And I, the, I ask a rather pointed question of Pastor Harris once about that. And I plan to not ask him again. Because he said, we, will, we believe in grace, let's say five. So, so I, I plan to not ask him again because I like that answer. Yeah. Yeah. But but should he find reason to change it, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> so you you know you you I think you've got a feeling for where I'm at on this. I you know I want people to get it done, uh, and I want it to be as accessible as possible. Yes. Do we? Yeah. So this does need to go go to the conference office, okay. and it can go electronically. Okay. If you can scan it, okay. and, and or fax it, um, to scan it and attach it to an email. Welcome.
I don't know how many. It looks like we have a little. I don't know how how many are coming, but it looks like you can take a few. Yes. You can take chairs, but not people. <laughs> Let's take just a few minutes to, just to go through the card. Um, because I know there's always some questions on, on what do I have to do to, to pull this off. Okay? So let's just go through a card. Does everyone have a card? A one form or another. I don't care which card you've got. I'm going to go through, I'm going to go through the, more, the one I prefer that's got, that, that's prettier. Okay. And I'm starting at the back end. The very back, under documentation, uh, it says, one, the Master Guide curriculum must be completed in a minimum of one year, maximum of three years. Okay, so it isn't something you start this weekend and get invested in in six months. And based on what Pastor Harris says, Five, he's, he's accepting five, okay? Two, all Master Guide candidates must document all work in a portfolio. And this is, I, sh I should have grabbed a new binder, but I grabbed an old one that, and yanked the stuff out. And you can see there was transfer to the cover. But this is just one way of doing it. If you look closely, it doesn't say how the port, what the portfolio is supposed to look like. It, if according to what that says, under that heading of portfolio, it could be done electronically. Okay, and that works for some people. I will, however, say that I, I want you to finish reading because it says. Curriculum completion is under the supervision of a conference youth pathfinder or adventurer director or their designated master guide representative. That person might not be as technically adept as you are. This is the problem, I, the potential I see for a problem doing, keeping your portfolio electronically. So, I'm an old-fashioned guy. I, I'm trying not to be totally buried under technology because I have to use some of it. But this is just one way of doing it. I put this together, and, and if you like, I can send you, I can email you uh, the file I started with so you can, you've got a starting point, okay? Just says, Master Guide Portfolio of your name, your contact information, so whoever reviews it can get it back to you. We want, you, want to, you want this to be in a form that's easy for whoever reviews it to look through it and say, yep, they've got this, yep, they've got this, yep. You don't want them to have to go looking for anything. You want to make it easy. Does that make sense? Okay. And uh, I have some notes in here. Uh, but then I just have one page uh, where it lists the prerequisites. Behind that... I would put whatever documentation is needed for that, such as the Master Guide candidate application. Okay? And so uh, you can 
anything that you send off to the conference office, an advantage of scanning it and sending it as an attachment to an email is you can keep the original in here. And then, it, basically, this is just a card that's like this, but, it, but I have a page for each thing, and so I had figured behind to spiritual development, I would put it, you could put in all the, all the handouts that you get, and if you're supposed to be keeping a diary or something, you can stick it in here. Um, does that make sense? Okay. So if you want, I can uh, email you that, uh, that file. Okay, let's go, to the, let's go to the beginning of the book. I wanted to start with that. So you know where we're headed. Okay, this is written for the whole division. And this is a division, North American division card. Uh, if we go over, out, get outside North American division, their card is probably going to be a little bit different. Different conferences do master guides differently. There are some uh, conferences where they have one person, the only thing they do is master guides. They do nothing else but master guides. Grab some from down front. Nobody, you know, people never want the front ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I think Angie may need them in the morning. Yeah. But, um, Basically, here, um, we're looking at Pastor Craig, to my knowledge. Okay, we ready to go to the, the beginning? You need, a, you need a card. Okay, you can have one card, or you have your choice of cards. Prerequisites, be a baptized member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Now, how are you going to document that? Most of us, if we were ever given a baptismal certificate, have no idea where it is. I'm being honest here, okay? I don't know that I ever got one, you know? So, but, so, so what are you going to do to document that? Yeah, so let, let's, let's come down to two. Have a written recommendation from your local church board stating that the candidate is in regular standing. That should cover number one. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be a member unless... Yeah, okay? Be at least 16 years of age to start the Master Guide course and at least 18 years at age of completion. If you've got a driver's license, slap in a photocopy. That's my, or if you've got another way of doing it. Four, have completed basic staff training certification and, and been involved for a minimum of one year in one of the following ministries, Adventurer Ministries, Pathfinder Ministries, or if you've got the newer card, Youth Ministries. Okay? Okay, moving down to number two, spiritual development. Read or listen to the book Steps to Christ or Steps to Christ Youth Edition 
and submit a one-page response focusing on the benefits of your reading. I really, <clears throat> excuse me, really like the fact that today they are saying you can listen to it. Because in years past, people with reading disabilities, you know, dyslexia or whatever, that's been a real problem. And it's easier today to, to do that, to get that kind of stuff than it ever was before. So where do you get the book Steps to Christ? ABC or online. A lot of us have them here. Okay. So what does what does the Mrs. White app cost? It is free. Apple or Android. Yep. Okay. Complete the devotional guide, encounter series one, Christ the Way, or complete another year-long Bible reading plan that covers the four gospels and read the Desire of Ages or Humble Hero. The card that you can, the actual encounter card looks like this. And it's really nice because it fits inside a normal hardcover Bible. It doesn't fit in here. Uh, but in here, they, they have readings. It, it's set up as a daily devotional, and you can check it off each day as you do it. Uh, we do have those available here. Take one and pass them along. Um, and if you choose to get it from, uh, from Advent Source, uh, get the card like I have, that's just fine. Either way, um, it's a fun way to do personal devotions. The, the this one takes you through um, the four Gospels and the related readings out of Desire of Ages. The frustration I had with it is you're supposed to read uh, in Desire of Ages uh, pages uh, X to X to Y or, or whatever, and sometimes when I get to the spot where I'm supposed to quit, I want to keep reading. Yeah, yeah, but but you know we, we can deal with these things and, and we pull through. Welcome. So have a chair. We don't charge extra for their use. Um, right now, all we're doing is just going through the card, explaining on it. Um, so where do you get the Desire of Ages? Same place. Okay, three, do one of the following. Keep a devotional journal for at least four weeks, summarizing what you learned in your devotional time and outlining how you are growing in your faith. Or B, complete the Steps to Discipleship Personal Spirituality Curriculum. That is a book that is available from Advent Source. Uh, if you poke around enough online, you can find a PDF if you want to print out all 300 pages. Um, but it, it, so one of those two. Now, if you are working on the Encounter 1, that can be the, your source for your devotions for your devotional journal for four weeks, okay? So you can be working on both of those at the same time. Uh, four. Oh, here we get to another difference, I believe. This one says, earn the Pathfinder Evangelism Award. Does yours, any of yours say anything different? All right. 
So that's the other difference that I forgot about. So the newer one is more inclusive. Okay. Um, five, prepare a two-paragraph summary on each of the 28 fundamental beliefs. That sounds daunting. But I was talking with somebody Sunday, that, and that is one of two things that they have yet to do to finish up their master guide. And I says, and I found out that they're here all week. I says, okay, can you do one belief a day and write the two paragraphs? Just one a day. Yeah, I think I can do that. And her husband says, you'd be done in 28 days. So, that's how you can break that up, okay? If you want to sit down in, in two sessions and grind it all out, that's fine. But I'm just trying to make help you see a way to, that it's a little bit easier. Okay? Uh, six, develop and present four of the following um, beliefs. Use of creative media is encouraged. And they give you a listing. You pick... Um, now, where are you going to present it? This could be part of a worship for adventurers or pathfinders, or it could be part of a Sabbath school class. Um, I know a guy that um, he was working under a different card, uh, but what he did uh, on the 28 Fundamental Beliefs, uh, he, uh, he was junior Sabbath school leader, and that's, he presented one a week. And he wasn't there you know, because of things in his life. He's, he travels here and there periodically, so it took a while to get through it, but over the course of the year, he got them all done. So that's another forum that where you could develop, where you could present it. Okay? Set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, the ideal is to have either a pastor or an, another master guide check it off. That is, that is the preferred way of getting these checked off. Good question. Enhance knowledge of the church heritage by completing the following. Earn the end Adventist heritage honor. B, read a book about SDA youth ministries such as, and we have, depending on your card, one or two books listed, and then it says, another book approved by your conference youth, blah, blah. So that, if you get one of the Master Guides Michigan Conference helpful this, this paper here, we have a list. So take one and pass them around. That's where you get that list. A, you have to do A, and you have to do B. Yep. So, that's that one. Okay. Uh, read the eight. Read a book on church heritage, such as, and they have a listing. Nine, attend a seminar or complete a two-page research paper about a standard temperament analysis program and complete the affiliated temperament inventory. If you're here this whole week, we'll get her done. Okay? I'm Dave. Okay, on to part three. 
Uh, skills development, attend and complete a seminar in each of the following 10 subjects. And so we've got a listing of A through J that we're going to get some of those knocked off this week. Okay, Hopefully two of them today. It, where it says attend a seminar on risk management that focuses on adventure or pathfinder activities. Uh, good luck. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm being honest, okay? I haven't found anybody that wants to do it. Other, other than a few people, and I mean few people, in risk management. So if you ever are at a leadership or a union workshop and you see that's on the list, take it, take it, take it, unless you've got it checked off, take it. Skip anything else and take it because they don't get offered often. Okay? Sorry to be blunt, but I'm going to call it the way I see it. Uh, attend a seminar on child abuse prevention. On the... This one. Uh, on the candidate application, it says, um, date completed Shield the Vulnerable. If you have completed Shield the Vulnerable, that covers this. So that means you're going to print out another copy of that certificate and put it in your portfolio. And Yes, and they have switched programs, and I don't remember the name of the new one, and we haven't got it into that form yet. Yeah, yeah, the same, yeah, yeah. Do the new one, you print out another thing that, and, and stick it in there. Yeah, yeah. They're only good for like three years or something, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, okay, four, have or earn the following honors. If you already have them, it's easy to check off. If you don't have them, then you get them. Christian storytelling, that's one honor. Camping skills, one to four, that's four honors. Basic drilling and marching, knots. Okay, you need to have all of those. Five, earn two additional honors not previously earned, one from the list below and a skill level two or three honor from a list provided by your local conference. That should be in that list of, of helps, okay? When you taught it, did you get the honor? Okay, so there, is, there are a couple different views, and I will give you mine, because it's the one I have. When I teach an honor, I like to do it with them, because then... I have done it, and I have earned it. If, in some conferences, when you teach an honor that you've earned, you then can put a little diamond like a, uh, on, on the patch. Okay. So my counsel is, if, you, if you're teaching an honor, do it. Do it with them. There are some people who say, well, if I taught it, I ought to have it. And I'm not going to get into a big argument on that, okay? Um, the only honors I've put on my sash 
are the ones that I have earned, that are where I completed everything and I did it myself. And the problem for me isn't finding finding honors to put on the sash. It's getting around to putting in the. I've got a bag that needs to get put on a new sash. Okay. Does that answer your question? Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Next page. Hold a current first aid and CPR certificate or its equivalent. Instructor required. Um, Red Cross offers classes. Sometimes community education uh, classes do this. Uh, a number of years ago, one of my sons was up at Camp Asabo, and he taught the lifeguard program. And so to do that, he had to be certified to teach people CPR. And so when they left, they had a current CPR certificate. So if you are someplace uh, some of you may be working where you get uh, where where you have to have CPR and, and stay current. So you just get another copy of the certificate, and it goes in the, in the portfolio. So, do you have the honor? Okay. So, to my if you can pull off. In all of the stuff in all in, in his memory serves me. There's a there's a plethora of first dive, but yeah, if you can pull off all of that stuff, it's not an issue. If you and you're an RN that's current, you know that should not be an issue. Okay, fair question. Seven, supervise participants through either the adventurer curriculum or Pathfinder Investiture Achievement or teach a Sabbath school class for children ages 6 to 15, doesn't have to be all of those, okay? Or it's equivalent for at least one year. Candidates under 18 must have a supervising adult. If you are a staff member in a Pathfinder or Adventurer Club, that's easy. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's one of the easy ones that you get checked off. I mean, that's, that, that's not a problem. Four, child development. Read or listen to the book Education. Where do you get the book Education? Advent Source. You know, any of the stuff, reading stuff that, that is listed in here, you can also get from Advent Source. They may have ABC dropship it, but you can get it from Advent Source. Uh, and, and I think it's wonderful that the ABC and Advent Source are working together. Like that. Good question. And I, boy, I'm glad you brought that up because there's something that I want you to put in your portfolio that is totally unrequired. But here's what I want you to put in there. Everyone, if you're going to order anything from Advent Source, I want you to write the name of your account. Anyone can have their own Advent Source account. Not everyone can order investiture supplies. These are educational supplies. Uh, they have uniforms and lots of other lots of stuff to help our churches grow and function. That 
have nothing to do with Pathfinder. So anybody can order from Advent Source. But keep track. The reason I'm saying put it in your portfolio is so when you before you go to call or log in, uh, all of a sudden, if you've got an account number, lo and behold, you can get back in and it causes problems on their end when people, when one person has 10 accounts because they didn't remember what the other one was. Okay. Okay. Um, two, read or listen to either child guidance or messages to young people. Submit a one-page response focusing on the benefits of your reading. One of the uh, gals in my church that's, that's an elder went through uh, master guide training and she came across this requirement and she said, you know, my kid came without a manual. And I just found the manual in child guidance. She says, now I know what to give to mothers at a, at a baby shower. I know what to give them. <laughs> yeah, but you read it. Yeah, but you, but it is. And, and, but your counsel is wonderful. And it, it's very, very, very realistic. That's real world. Okay. Um, Attend one seminar dealing with child development relating to the age of your primary ministry group. Okay, again, you see one listed somewhere, take it. Uh, it now, for people who are involved in education and nursing, sometimes you're going to get some of that stuff as part of your professional growth and, and that kind of stuff. You had a question. then it's younger than mine, which uh, doesn't answer your question. It's supposed to be, according to the, that, the thing in here, I think it's on the back, within three years, and we're doing a grace period of five. Um, yeah, so... Um, Observe, okay, four, observe for a period of two hours a group of adventurers or pathfinders and write a reflection on their interaction. If you're involved with a club, that means you're going to do that. And that should, the, the hard part is going to be to sit down and, and write out your stuff. And nowadays we have stuff that can help us with that. For some of us, we can just talk into something and words appear, and we can go through and edit. And, but, uh, you know, it's not hard to watch kids um, for two hours. Attend a seminar on discipline. Stick around this week. Okay? Keep coming back. Uh, leadership development. Read a current book about leadership skill development, such as and they have, they have a listing. Um, another book that's improved by your conference, uh, Youth Pathfinder. How does this grab you? I assume there's a similar one for adventurers. Okay, I'll, I'll be up front. 
Dave doesn't know as much about adventurers as he should. I, I've been working with pathfinders, and I don't know as much about pathfinders as I should. I was at a seminar, uh, Lake Union, a number of years ago, and um, one of the guys who was in the same seminar with me uh, made the observation that whenever his club ran their club by the manual, they really didn't have a lot of problems, and the club grew. And the years when they stopped following the manual closely, they had more problems, and their membership declined. So, that book is on the official list. Okay, demonstrate your leadership skills by doing the following. Develop and conduct three creative worships for children or teenagers. Remember that thing before where you were supposed to do some presentations? Okay, this is a, this is a place that can be plugged in. Okay? Yes, yes. Participate in a leadership role with your local church children's youth group in a conference-sponsored event. What is a conference-sponsored event? What? Campery, fair. Um, conference, if it's a conference-sponsored... That... Okay, so, and, that, and that's a fair question. I will make the distinction, maybe. But that is, that is done locally. And there are a lot of conference-sponsored events that, for instance, Adventurer Fun Day, Teen Snow Outing, um, and, and, you know, there are camperies, uh, workshop, uh, this, these are conference-sponsored events, and those count. Okay, so I think that's, you know, I think that's a fairly easy one to to do. Teach three adventurer awards or two Pathfinder honors. You're going to do that in the course of a year. Assist in planning a field trip for a group of adventurers, pathfinders, or Sabbath school class. You can that can be part of that one we were just talking about on the conference sponsored event. Okay. E. Be an active adventurer, pathfinder, or Sabbath school staff member for at least one year and attend at least seventy-five percent of all staff meetings. Show up. Do your honest part. Three, write personal goals you'd like to identify in, or accomplish in your ministry. Four, identify three current goals in your life, at least one of which is spiritually oriented, and list three goals or objects for each. Six, fitness lifestyle development. Participate in a personal physical fitness plan by completing one of the following. A, a personal fit physical fitness program of your choice and according to your abilities for at least three months. A school physical fitness program. So if, if 
If you're going to school and you're taking a PE class, you're going to need to get something, uh, just something from your PE teacher that goes in your portfolio that says, insert your name, has, has been in class, and blah, blah, blah. Make sense? C, the physical component of the AY Silver Award, or if you've already done that, go for the Gold Award. Okay, and we already talked about documentation. Any questions on the card? So, that, that's a wonderful question. And you nailed it. You need to write down what you're doing. Uh, keep a log. Um, it doesn't have to be real, real fancy. Um, I need to update mine when I get up to my room because I didn't write down that what I did this morning. I've already got my master guide, but I still try and keep a log of what I do so I can keep look back and say, hey, there actually is some progress setting in. Not as fast as I'd like, but it is setting in. Good question. Any other questions? Yeah. When I was working on my uh, Pathfinder Instructor Award, I had to do ver uh, version three of this. And uh, at one of our Pathfinder Area Coordinator retreats, um, I showed it to one of my colleagues that, that I had done it all, everything was checked off, and then I handed him my card and showed him which line, and, and he put his date and initials on it. Um, so you, the, you find a way to document it, and because the documentation is supposed to be in there. Um, does that help? Okay, are we ready? You've been ready, right? Okay, for those who are about who are editing the, the recording, in case you don't know, I am being recorded. Um, they uh, they're going to start the if, if you buy the CDs. And I don't know why you want to because you're here, but uh, they're going to start editing. Uh, they're editing out everything before the opening prayer and after the closing prayer. So, let's bow our heads. Our Father, we thank you so much for the blessings you've given to us and the chance that we can come together. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to work with youth, help us to be inspired by their energy, their boundless source of ideas, help us to know how to Help them to grow closer to you. We ask this in thy name. Amen. So this is where we're at. How to be a Christian leader and some leadership skills. Here's a clear message, right? I'm not bossy. I have leaders. I have skills, leadership skills. Understand? So, leaders can't be leaders without other people. So we're going to explore roles of leaders within groups. We're going to look at some of the leadership tasks for adults to you. Hopefully this isn't the type of 
leadership you're going to be embodying or that you're working with. So we're going to look at modeling attitudes and values. Value denotes beliefs, purposes, and attitudes that are chosen thoughtfully and acted on. And let's face it, society does change rapidly, so we're going to be looking at some values. One of the ways uh, modeling is setting an example um, how people behave. We're pointing to good models in the past, like Washington. Uh, we've all heard the story of George Washington and the cherry tree. Odysseus's wife was faithful to him, even though he was gone on the Odyssey for I don't remember how many years. Uh, long time, I don't remember. Um, something else that some people do is try and persuade and convince, give arguments for this or that set of beliefs, and pointing to pal fallacies and pitfalls. So, you agree with the math equation here? I can't imagine why. Sometimes we need to set limits. Sometimes we'll give children choices only among values we accept, such as asking, or do you want to wash the dishes or clean the floor? And that's one way of doing it. But then how about, do you want to tell the truth or never speak to anyone again? Is that realistic? No, no, that's not realistic. So, by giving children choices only among values we accept, such as asking children to choose between helping wash dishes, clean the floor, uh, you, you can see the big difference here. Let, let's be realistic. Another thing is dramatic or emotional pleas for certain values, often accompanied by models of behavior that show it. Also, there can be rules, regulations that are intended to mold uh, behavior. And sometimes we use rewards and punishments to help with that. So what do we have being illustrated here? A reward system. Looks like it might be working. So then we also will sometimes have uh, cultural or religious dogma that's presented as unquestioned wisdom or principle, such as saying that something should be believed because our people have always done it this way. You know what a dogma is? This is one example of a dogma. Okay. Moralizing, telling the way ought to be is nice and easy to not appeal to the conscience. And sometimes we'll arouse feelings of guilt if one's conscience doesn't suggest the right way. So, we want to encourage kids to make the right choices. And let, let's face it, when they're not under us, they're going to have to choose for themselves. And we need to help them learn how to do that. Help them learn to weigh the different alternatives. And what happens to them? What is it that they prize? What do they cherish? And give them 
public uh, chances to make public affirmations. How many of you were at the Pathfinder Fair recently? Okay, was anyone given an opportunity to make a public affirmation of a choice? What'd they do? They gave their life, said they wanted to give their life to Christ, and then what did they do to show it? Walk up front. Yep, in front of all their peers. Yep, that's what that is. What are the repeated behaviors or patterns in their lives? Are these working for them or not? What are the consequences of it? If you keep doing this, what's going to happen? Where are your choices leading? There are lots of publications that you can find on valuing. But remember, good leadership isn't about advancing yourself. It's about advancing your team. A few years ago, uh, at the, uh, I think it was at the fair, we had a really nice exercise where people were su supposed to, uh, you know, people were going from, from station to station doing different activities. And I only saw the, the one I was at, but uh, one of the other area coordinators and I had this one where people had to walk across a stream on rocks. And so everyone was given a paper plate, and this was their rock, but they only had one. And so they had to go from an area about the size, across an area about the size of this room. So you put down your paper plate and you step on it, and now you need another one. Go down. So you get another one from somebody, and you step on that, and then before, you know, somebody has to keep handing them forward, and then somebody has, you have to go up on the toe of one foot, so somebody else can step their toe behind, because we can't let our rock go downstream. And it was interesting to watch. There are some people... Uh, that were really good at getting themselves across, but they left half of their half of their club behind. Whole idea here is it let's advance the team. That's what leadership is about. Make sense? So we're going to look a little bit at, at group process. What time are we? Is this Part supposed to be done. Three fifteen and okay, we've got a little time. Yet. Okay, I hate I hate taking all that time. Uh, I hate that it takes so much time to go through the card, but I want to do it because I, I want people to understand what what they're getting into and how to do it. I want it to be something you can do. So we're going to have to move quickly. For a group to be effective, the members need to be able to communicate clearly with each other. And we want the other people, all the members, to feel like they're involved, too, in the, in the decision-making, not just having everything imposed on them. But just because we have members, it doesn't mean they're going to always function as a group. Have you ever been in a group that's like this, where everybody's looking 
you know, away from each other. So, let's look at some things so that we can try and have people work together, try and get rid of some internal conflicts. Any group can benefit from a skilled and dedicated leader. However, an effective group leader must understand that each member is responsible for contributing to the total task of leadership. No group can be fully productive until each member assumes responsibility for the way the group acts. One of the type getting responsibility for the way the group acts. Let me talk to that for just a couple moments. The very first Pathfinder Club I had since uh, a church back in Minnesota, membership ballpark 100, okay? We did not have a Pathfinder Club. I had two boys that were a Pathfinder age. I thought we ought to have a Pathfinder Club. I didn't know much about Pathfinders, okay? I'll be honest, I really didn't. But I thought it was a great idea. And so I volunteered to start a Pathfinder Club. There were other kids the age of my kids, and so I figured we ought to be able to have a Pathfinder Club. The board wasn't going to put up any resistance. Oh, here's an aside. I have found through the years, church boards sometimes will agree to let you do most anything you want to do if you're willing to lead out in it and they don't have to get involved. Okay? I don't abuse that. But frequently, they're thrilled if anybody is going to do something for the kids as long as they don't have to. Uh, it's just how it is. Okay, anyway, so one of the moms came to me, and now I, I should say this is a fairly conservative church. And one of the moms came to me, and uh, of prospective members of the club, she says, if you're going to be doing all this marching stuff, my kids aren't going to be in it. Now, see, somebody had tried to have a Pathfinder Club there a few years before, and they had an ex-Marine that thought he was going to be the drill sergeant. He remembered he had fond memories of boot camp, apparently, and he wanted to share them. And, and this mother did not want her kids in that situation. And another mother, who was the wife of the ex-Marine, said if it was going to be a lot of drilling and marching, she didn't want her kids in it. Go figure. Well, like again, I said, I didn't know that much about Pathfinders, but I knew march and drill wasn't the central focus. So we said, I said, okay, don't worry about that. We, there's a lot of other stuff we can do. As a kid, uh, I have an older sister, and I remember seeing, I, I love to read her junior guides when I just had primary treasures. Uh, I thought it was a cooler magazine. And I remember seeing all these pictures of Pathfinders who had just finished their 50-mile bike ride, getting their bicycling honor. And they were in their uniform. And most of them were, were, were uh, riding uh, the old cruisers with a coaster brake. A few of them had those fancy three-speed racers. You know, but I'm dating myself. Anyway, so we started with the bicycling honor, and, and uh, I didn't know anything about the AY 
curriculum or any of that stuff. But we started out, and a um, guy from the conference office who was had about four hats on, one of which was Pathfinders, found out that there was some guy down in this little church that had no clue what he was doing, and he came down to give me the two-hour version of basic staff training course, and for which I've always been grateful. And uh, I found out we're supposed to be doing all this classwork stuff, too. And so we had to figure out how to do that. So we start doing that, and uh, came time for investiture. Everybody got invested, but we had to go off to this fair, and they sent us a list of events that we were going to be doing. And uh, there were about three or four events, and there was a march and drill thing. And I figured, okay, we'll, we'll sit that one out. And whatever, you know, the, the chips are going to fall where they're going to fall, but that's how it is. Then the week before uh, we go, I, I learn that these two kids aren't going to the fair. No explanation that those two aren't going. My kids aren't going. Period. Thank you for telling me. Okay. That was the drill sergeant's kids. Okay. I suspect that older sister didn't get to go because younger brother was too immature. I think that's the, that is what happened. And because he couldn't go, she couldn't go. I think that's the dynamic that happened there. The other mother who had said, my kids aren't going to, she came to me and said, I guess it's okay if they do. So we've got one meeting to learn how to march and drill. It, it was a Sunday morning, and we got to the church, and we had a short devotional, and then it was time for the introduction to march and drill. This is something Dave had never taken a course in. I had spent a number of years in public school and, and, and in this small town, and there was the band marched a little bit, nothing like the stuff I see around here. But I had learned what attention was and, and you know the, all the basic moves that I needed for this, I had been taught. I had to figure them out, but I had to I got the little book. And so we taught, you know, you start out with attention and, and right face, left face, about face. And how many of you have ever seen that go perfectly smooth at the first introduction? No, it doesn't happen. So, but we worked on that for about 15 minutes and it was chaos. And then we went and we left that and we went and worked on one of the other events. Now, we'd been practicing that. And so we're refining our skills there. And I, I don't remember if it was not tying or whatever it was, but that one was coming along pretty good. I was happy with that one. And then we came back to March and Drill. And more right face, left face, about face. And a lot of confusion between right face and left face. I mean, no, the other right. And, uh, and, uh, but it's starting to get a little bit better. 
And then I introduced him to forward march. And you know chaos results. At about 15 minutes, and we go work on the next, we drop that and we go back to work on the, the previous event, or, or uh, the next event. And we've practiced this one too. And it's coming along really good. And the kids are feeling good about this. You know, that, uh, that, that uh, no, that, that doesn't work, but, but we can do this. And came back, we got done with that, came back to march and drill, and now I'm taking them outside. We've been down in the basement of the church. But now I'm taking them outside because we have we need more room to move. And so by now they're starting to get it on the stationary commands. And but we have I I know a little bit of, about probably how this is going to be judged. They want it they don't they're not looking for a rippled effect they want everything all at once when you when you do these things and they don't they're not looking for this you know that they, they want it to be nice and crisp and so i started saying right face and i tried to be give them the rhythm i wanted it to do them in in my command right face one two that actually was a left my mistake but that's the way I taught it. And I, I t gave them the commands in that rhythm, using the rhythm I expected them to use every time because I want them to get accustomed to that rhythm. And so I say, right face. And that wasn't quite together. Left face. Almost. And Kept well, just just one or one or two, and I've only got six kids, and all of a sudden they're thinking, if I screw up, I'm holding the whole group back. In five minutes, we went from being a whole bunch of individuals to a team. That was really cool. Because all of a sudden, they recognized that what they did, how they did it, affected everybody else. You know, if you're in math class and you get it wrong, you don't affect the other people around you. This wasn't math class. And all of a sudden, they figured out, ah, I am partly responsible for how this goes for everybody. Like I said, I was, I'm from Minnesota. A number of years ago, uh, I don't remember what happened, but there was a problem with a bunch of kids in the uh, University of Minnesota basketball team. And uh, a bunch of the starters got kicked off the team. So who's left? All of a sudden, not much. And so... But because of the nature of, of what they had done, the coach felt it was important that they be off the team, period. No, no discussion. But now he needs a team. And he actually filled it out, his team, with a bunch of guys from the football team. They're not playing football now. Different season. So these guys all know they're football players. 
and they're good football players, but we're on the basketball court. And all of a sudden, they knew if they're going to win, it's only because they play as a team. And the team did better without all the starters that, had, that were the great uh, soloists, you know, because they played as a team. People in a group work together to accomplish a task. They're doing something to and with the other members of the group. You know, each group is going to have, you, I don't care what, how big your club is, you pull a few people out and it's going to be different. Your club is different. Those of you that have been doing Pathfinders for a while, when people come in and out, it's different every year, isn't it? Um, and that's a part of what we're talking about here. We have to help them work together. Um, they have the picture up there of the oxen, uh, two oxen in the yoke. It's, I'll be honest, I've never driven, uh, used oxen or, or horses for pulling implements of husbandry, but I know enough about it to know that they need to pull equally. They need to work together. So here's this cartoon. Someone should take care of that problem. You can take care of it. I can't do everything. You don't do anything. Not a single thing. It's my job to angrily identify problems. Wally, that is not your job. What? Everything here is so ambiguous here. Someone should take care of that problem. Is it just me or is this meeting taking forever? You ever been in on a staff meeting like that? Hopefully, if you're a director, your church board meetings don't sound like that. So there are some specific leadership methods that can help. And there are people in every group that do different things. Let's look at some of them. We have the initiators. They're a contributor, and they're the one that gets things started. This is a really cool picture of a starting pistol. They got that. The shutter clicked at just the right time. Then we have the information seekers. These are the ones that ask questions. We have information givers, ones that give answers. We have coordinators that are going to keep things rolling. The orienters, the key, these are the ones that point the group toward the goal, keep the group moving in the right direction. Summarizer, the one who pulls together related ideas, they restate highlights of discussion. You know, different people have different gifts and abilities. And um, this one reminds me of a Pathfinder Council a number of years ago. Dr. Atkins was there, and he made this wonderful, wonderful observation. And I wish I could make these observations. I didn't. But he said, looking back, the years my staff has had fun, my kids have had fun. Looking back, the years my staff didn't have fun, my kids didn't have fun. That's a cool observation. You know, he, he came to a conclusion as a result of looking back on stuff, you know. 
Consensus testers, another one of the leadership functions, one who sends up trial balloons to see if the group is nearing a conclusion, or one that measures to see how much agreement has been reached. There are leadership roles to maintain the group. We're going to look at some of those next. We have the encouragers. They give support to others in the group to keep them functioning well. We have harmonizers to keep group members working toward the same goal. Anybody ever have a chance to see uh, a dog that's skilled at working with sheep? Yeah. Yeah, it can be, it, it can be just flat amazing what they can do. Gatekeepers, these are the people that can keep the group aware of the subject and try and keep communication open and maybe draw out some of the people that are a little quieter and hold back some of the ones that want to monopolize it. We have standard seekers, the ones that want to uh, say, well, this is the standard that we need to reach. There are some personalities that can cause problems. We can have blockers. They, they just like to go off on tangents, react negatively to all suggestions, and good at slowing everything down. We have non-participants. These are the ones that just very indifferent, doodling, daydreaming, and you know, they're not going to they don't want anything to do with the group. They're just they're hardly even there. And they help other people not participate. Sometimes you'll have a fighter that's going to work for status by blaming others, and they're going to, you know they're going to show hostility against a group or some individual clowns. They like love to fool around, mimic others, and they're going to be in general just disrupting cohesion, bone things down. Dominators. They're dogmatic, rigid. They want to resist authority, interrupt other. Because, well, of course, because they are superior, right? Clicks, where you have several people who will gang up on others. Inattention. Hopefully, this isn't part of a conversation that you've been in. He says. I'm not convinced that's the best strategy. Then again, I wasn't listening. Hyperactivity, lack of enthusiasm, poor organization. You've seen that? Yeah. Some of our kids have lots of energy, and we need to give them things to do. So, we're going to do a little exercise. Are you ready? Group exercise is Operation Heartbeat. Should be in your handout. And because of the time we've got, you have five minutes. Okay? And I'm going to should be in the back of the handout. Okay. This is where I walk out for five minutes. Okay, do it. So, while I was gone, 
What did you observe? Okay, that's important. Someone stood up and took charge? Okay. It's interesting. Sometimes that was the purpose of this, to find, is to find out what happens in the group. Sometimes when there is an extended period of time, people have a chance where, where one group, one leader stands up and starts going, and sometimes things will kind of stall out, and another leader will, will pick it up and move on. That was the purpose of that exercise. Okay. Welcome. We're about. To, we're just about to wrap this up. But but there's an. You you can still stay. We don't charge extra for the use of chairs. So we're about out of time for this session. It's supposed to end at three fifteen, and my this says three fourteen. So uh, that tells me we're really close. So, any questions real quick? Once, twice. Bow your heads with me, please. Our Father, we thank you for the chances we've had to be together, and we ask that you will be with each one of us. Help us that we can recognize within our groups the individuals and know how to help them with the individual challenges that they have, that we can draw out the people that need to be drawn out, that we can hold that back the people that need to be held back, but that we can all get to your kingdom together. That's really what we really, really want. We ask this in thy name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.